Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. In the words of Bugs Bunny, I'm about to defy you. And Mitch. In the words of Daffy uh, in the words of Daffy Duck. I'm afraid the Warner Buff I'm afraid <laughs> I'm, can we can we try that again? Is this real? Is it, hold on, is this real? <laughs> it is real. Okay, now can I can I keep this in? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go again. Please. Are you doing a in Daffy the words version? of Daffy Duck? I'm afraid the Warner Brothers must choose between a handsome matinee idol or this miscreant perpetrator of low burlesque. Okay, do you need a drink before we continue? <laughs> I am a Are bit out ready? of breath. I'm honestly, I'm wearing a bomber jacket right now. I'm sweating bullets. Can you tell, wait, before, before you- I'm really nervous about who's on the show today. Before we introduce our very special spectacular guest, Mitch, can you tell everybody where your jacket is from? Oh, yeah, this is a, this is a great jacket. I got it in- um, Love visual in, comedy. In Montreal. I wish you could see it. It's, uh, it's, I guess it belonged to a balloonist. It's from the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta of 1988. And it's got a pilot patch on it. And what a it's time. Like, it's authentic. So I don't know. It's a real thing, the balloon fiesta. It's a real thing. I'd love to go. Speaking of real authentic things, we have potentially our number one all-time greatest fan on the episode. And I'm sorry to anybody listening who's hurt by them not being that. But... You got to get your Spotify streaming numbers up. I don't know what to tell you. Um, So we have... Okay, guys, I want you to be ready for this, okay? We talked about this. We got to get this right. (coughs) We have have the one, the only, Chaz Chaz Babies! That harmony was fantastic. Uh, In the words of DJ, the Bren Master does his own stunts. It's true. He does. Chaz does his own stunts too. Chaz, hello. Welcome Hi. at long last. You're here. What is it that people just tuning in need to know about Chaz? He uh he does not like being put on the spot. Right. <laughs> that's that's um, a fair thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh they'll have to figure it out as we go. I'm a movie guy. I'm in movies. I like watching movies. And I'm just here to have a good time and enjoy. They made another one. How did we get here? You know, what what could possibly draw you to wanting to do this? You know, why the heck do you like this podcast? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, well, way back when I started listening, uh, because I was drawn in due to my allegiance to Mortal Podcast with Ben Meckler. Naturally. I, yeah, of course. Um and it was just two lads talking about movies. Uh, just some of the discussions were very easy to listen to. A lot of great takes. Uh, you guys are the reason that I watched the Scream franchise. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Dude, it's so I good. I, I haven't seen the new one yet because I just couldn't get the theaters in time. But uh, I'm Maybe excited you can come for on it. when we do that episode. The more the merrier, I think. Oh, baby. I've also seen the TV series, which is not... Oh, you got one up on me there, Chaz. It's it's not great. Is Um, any of it worth (laughs) watching? Like season one, season two? No. No. If you ask me, season two is a scream. Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) You can watch it just to be like a part of the scream verse, I guess, but it's not. 
It's made by MTV. I wasn't really expecting yeah. too, too much. Yeah, I'll do it anyway. But if you were if you were to say like, no, season one is actually like a sick murder mystery, then I would probably like start watching it this week. But <laughs> MTV stands for movie television. There are some solid. <laughs> that was a good bit. Thank you. Thank uh, you. There are some solid twists and turns, but it's killed by a lot of the writing and the acting. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like hearing you guys talk, and then you randomly added a guy who likes older, way older movies. <laughs> and I thought uh, it caught me off guard at first because I don't like change, and now I'm rolling with it. Uh, and I've and waited this so long. Guy showed up. I've waited so long to get on the podcast and try to tell you. That it's time to bring back the movie general. Oh, oh you think it's time? I yeah. So okay, okay, we're calling it audible right now. We need to have a show meeting. Chaz, you're part of it. <laughs> what, <laughs> gentlemen? <laughs> should today be a general episode in special in honor, honor of, of Chaz. Chaz? I'm I'm down. I'm I'm down. I'm more that. than down. Wait, what do you what do you mean? Should to oh. Wait, you mean bringing it back? Do you know what you're talking about? Do you know the power? Just, at least one, just one time. What if it was just one time? What if it was for it's it's for your old buddy Chaz? Ooh, Not he, even he once. Didn't, he didn't like you at first, but he got used to you, and now <laughs> That's a we're here. Way to put it, I like Mitch now. He made he wanted to eat breakfast with me. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, if only. And someday we will. <laughs> um, but Mitch, can you can you put aside your animosity for? for the the hurdles and toils and troubles of the William Castle Film Genero TM to uh, find it in your heart to do this for Chaz? Uh, I suppose I can throw myself on this sword. <laughs> okay, it's done. We're, we're Genero and later. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to hear. I love random chants, man. Yeah, we're... We, I think we got a little bit tired of it, but it was going pretty well for a while. <laughs> This method, this formula you guys got going on this season, it's great. I wouldn't say do the random genero every time, but maybe but every four episodes. There's three of you in four weeks in a month. I'm not opposed to random general ambushes, like just like unexpected, <laughs> like general alert out of nowhere. Like we have to, like you have to put a siren. Yeah, it's just like strap in, fellas. It's fucking general time. <laughs> Maybe Chaz think- can be the Genero master. We give him all our phone numbers, and then at <laughs> any point between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m., Chaz can fire off a message to us about the Genero. That's and, just a uh, number. It's just and, a number. We've just, we've just all got to do it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone should have that much power. Yeah, that's I think, terrifying. I think maybe one or two people should have that much power. And one of those people should be Chaz. One of them's Chaz and one of them's baby. <laughs> um, so when we came onto this, uh, planning this episode, and I was chatting with Chaz, which could be the name of his podcast if he wanted to branch out. Um, we were we were you know chopping it up. That could also be a chopping up with Chaz, and uh, we had a few different movies that we were potentially going to talk about that we were batting around. And yeah, I don't what, remember what were the what, other ones. I need to know. Oh gosh, I'm so. I was going to say I don't remember what the other ones that. are. Oh, but I, I think God, no. I do. Let's I'm hear gonna, it. I was going to pull it up unless you remember, Chaz. I, I remember oh, I got at least it. two of them. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was a list of three. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Do you want to say it, it? was sure? Uh, unless you got it. Do you want to say it? No, no. It's okay. After you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, so we had Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, right? So, so, kind of the same movie, yeah. We had Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Are there are there uh, live live action mixed with uh, CGI creatures in that one too? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> all, all three of these are just the same movies. Gotcha. Yeah, Matthew Lillard is in all of them. Matthew Dude, Lillard plays wish. Sub-Zero. Little known fact. <laughs> and uh, then we had the movie that we're talking about today. And right. I, I honed in on that one. And then we decided it would be best. It is Looney Tunes back in action. We have been threatening to do this for months. Years even, dude. Potentially years. We have been wanting to do this movie for so fucking long. And we finally are. And the first person I get to ask about why is Chaz. So what I want to know, Chaz, is what is your history with like Looney Tunes or specifically this movie or what was it that drew you to wanting to have this on the show well i'm glad you asked uh uh my deep history with looney tunes at least is just i grew up with it my dad uh loved looney tunes so every vhs and every dvd we had as kids i watched a ton of them over and over again it was one of my early childhood shows and then uh as we grew into Having cable, we started watching him on Boomerang. Lots of delights, lots of painful violence. Uh, <laughs> then Space Jam, which is uh, also my first hit interaction with Michael Jordan, which is weird, um, was a great little flick. Uh, and then sometime in my youth, on Cartoon Network, this movie came on. And I remember nothing from that viewing except for the brief Michael Jordan cameo. <laughs> Dang. And I was and oh wow, it is brief too. Your yeah. your entire it's also Space Jam footage, which makes this way funnier. Did you confirm but, that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so Chaz, I just want to just so we're on the same page. Yeah. Your entire attachment to Looney Tunes is is Michael Jordan related? Most of it, yeah. Space Jam is where most of the memories are. I've definitely seen a lot of the other clips, but the first ones I saw where I had like a uh, coherent memory is almost entirely tied to Space Jam. Wow. Yeah. That's that's so fucking cool, actually. Like, it's good. It means that I'm tied to a really sick soundtrack. Um, Come on and slam, if you will. Yeah. Uh. And then, yeah, then Looney Tunes back in action. I saw that brief cameo, which years later I randomly remembered. And was like, yeah, there's a Space Jam 2. Remembered nothing else about it. But I, I convinced myself that this movie was Space Jam 2. Uh, and then, it basically is. Come on. It, it, mm, uh, there's a whole history that we, we can discuss there. We are uh, going to discuss that because you <laughs> blew my fucking mind the other day. <laughs> um, and then sometime in college, someone brought this movie up to me. And I watched it in its entirety as an adult and relived every moment that I had repressed as a child. And I can't help but notice you just use the word repressed, but we'll just leave it. We'll get there. Every moment of this film that I repressed uh, <laughs> and, in, and had to got to experience Brendan Fraser all over again. Um, and then years later, I was listening to your podcast and you guys brought it up multiple times. And I was like, this Wow. I, this is kind of a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, this would be a good one for them to cover. 
and I kept waiting for you guys to cover it. <laughs> you have to take matters into your own hands. I take There's matters roll into my own your sleeves. All right, I got to show hold these us guys accountable. How to do it. These I fucking hold guys. You guys accountable. Let's stop talking about Douglas Sirk and all this bullshit, <laughs> man. That hurt. I, I love Douglas, Douglas Sirk. Sirk. Can't even dunk. Can Bugs Bunny dunk? I don't yeah, know. Have you yeah. really seen, seen Space Jam, Jam bro? <laughs> I feel like Michael Jordan did a lot of the dunking. He's kind of got the big one with, you know, the big arm, right? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Long arm shot, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like, like, Bugs Bunny, I, fe- I feel like he's more of, like, like a Steve Nash, you know? Yeah, I think he definitely dunks, though. Okay, I'm just going to Google Bugs Bunny dunking. Well, you got at least two movies to check it on. Yeah, <laughs> Bugs Bunny dunking. Uh, well, there's a lot of JPEGs of that on the internet. So, probably... He he dunks on Elmer Fudd all the time, but in, in a you know a different way, in a more yeah. ideological oh. way. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, okay, so so we got here because you had um, spotty repressed memories of a Looney Tunes movie, and you got impatient waiting for us to watch it and decided <laughs> to make us watch it. Is that yeah. a fair assessment of what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided. Uh, I thought it was time, you know. Yeah, and you know what? You're right. It's it's 2022. Clocks, you know, clocks ticking, right? Yeah. Um, just generally. And I think it's time to uh, Looney Tune. And I think that's great. And real quick, I do just want to quickly go to Liam and Mitch. Whatever your big Looney Tunes history might be, whether or not you can dunk, whether or not you had seen this before, you know, the huge. He wants to go at the same I time. I love All this. Right, Mitch, let's do it. Uh, well, we can go at the same so time. So I first saw Looney Tunes when I was... You gonna Baby. help me out here, no, actually go for it. Like I've already turned off my mic. What the fuck <laughs> is happening, <laughs> Mitch? Did you say you liked the movie already? Because I did not ask you that. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Answer. What the fuck? Did I say that? I mean, I might have said that. Uh, well, somebody's gonna have to go check the tape. Like fucking blowout. <laughs> People are smashing their 15 second rewind button right now. We're gonna Zabruder film this podcast to find out if Mitch likes this movie or not. Who's back into um, the left? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll go. Um, my Looney Tunes experience is uh, my dad would like put it on, I guess, or it, it was like on TV, or I don't know. Like, I just I, I know the Looney Tunes. Um, I would like them when I was a kid. My favorite Looney Tune was Marvin the Martian. Um, I liked his voice and his demeanor, and I liked that he was from space. Um, at least from Mars. That's, that's, that's a part space. of space. Yeah. Well, so is Earth, though. Like, yeah, we're also from space. Right. So I don't think I've said any incorrect statements thus far. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad's my dad's favorite Looney Tune was Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, Foghorn that's always Leghorn stuck pill. with me. Like I, I only know so much about my dad. Like, that's not like my dad didn't like I grew up with my dad and everything, but he doesn't talk all that much. And so um, I learn about him just a little bit by bit. And some things just stick in my head. And that he that Foghorn Leghorn is his favorite is is one of those things that always stuck with me. Um, I don't know your father, but I think of I am right now. I'm envisioning him being like, now, boy, (laughs) (laughs) you that's that's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) That's the thing. My dad, he, he doesn't really 
he certainly never said that to me in any in any tone of voice. My dad just doesn't talk much. And so maybe Foghorn Leghorn is like the what he wishes he could be. And he just can't bring himself <laughs> to do it. But My dad is Foghorn Leghorn kin. Perhaps. Um, and Space Jam, I was too young for to, to be around when Space Jam um, came out. So I wasn't there for that hype. I've heard that there was a lot of hype. But like by 2001, it was already playing on TV. So that's probably around the time I saw it. And it would play on TV a lot. So um all my friends at school like new space jam jokes and it felt like a modern movie um and so because we all loved space jam i remember when looney tunes back in action came out i didn't catch it in the theater but uh once it hit tv i i definitely watched it um apparently actually more than i thought i did i didn't it wasn't a movie that I fell in love with, or maybe I just never got it on VHS tape, and so I wasn't able to to give it the leave it to beave treatment. Um, so in like the last fifteen years, I thought that I didn't have much of an attachment to Looney Tunes back in action, um, despite you know remembering the the gist of it pretty well. I knew I'd seen it a few times, but in rewatching it, there were a lot of jokes in the movie that um, I can like remember either. Uh, saying them over and over and over with my friends or like um rewinding cable in order to watch it because i thought it was funny like some of these lines are just apparently seared into my brain but kind of like Chaz, i had repressed them um so i guess i've seen this movie more than i thought i did um and probably about four years ago I, I went to give the back in action treatment to myself in the days before this podcast. And uh, me and my roommates just decided to put on Looney Tunes back in action because it was a movie from our childhood that none of us had seen in about 10 years. And we put it on and uh, we did not finish it. And so over the last five years, I, I have not actually thought of Looney Tunes back in action all that fondly despite being interested in doing it on the show so I was I was I was looking forward to giving it the the full treatment and seeing what was up so that's me cool 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 give it to us Mitch gladly um <laughs> so the cartoon that's probably the spot to start love the cartoon watch the cartoon <laughs> all the time when I was a kid growing up. Um, it's just a, a classic. I was a huge like Looney Tunes head growing up. I even had the game Acme Arsenal for Wii, which was like pretty fucking sick. I don't know if any of you ever played it. The fact it. that you just said growing up and Nintendo Wii in the same sentence just killed one of our listeners because they felt so old. I just want you to know that. Somebody just died because you said that. <laughs> I honestly, Fair. I'm only like a year, probably less than a year older than Mitch. And I kind of felt it too, because my Looney Tunes game was on PlayStation 1. <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't have been like, like that young when it, when it like came out. But I just like love Looney Tunes. So I played Well, you're it. the one that said um, growing up, man. Fair enough. No, he, he would have been great. <sighs> can I just, can been I just like, like finish my experience 11, with yeah. Looney Tunes? I mean... <laughs> No, First, sure. you don't let me redo the take when you redo yours all the time. Anyway, <laughs> That's ooh, not I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> so, we're doing Space the Jam. Twice. I feel like I feel like after we talk about the the cartoons, Space Jam, good place to start. I wasn't around when it started. I was merely a glimmer in my father's eye. Uh, but a few short years later, I saw Space Jam and. Well, I was a lecherous young boy 
lusting over Lola Bunny. Oh, yeah. Um, How have we not mentioned Lola? Anyway, nice. going because she's not in the movie. That, I don't want to fall into that trap. Um, so Space Jam or uh, Back in Action would have been like one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Like I, I so nice. that's one of the first movies I saw in theaters. But like it would have been like I would have been like a pretty young buck when it came out, and I remember <laughs> seeing it in theaters and. Yeah, it was like it was a great time, and it's like a movie that I've like revisited over the years. And my sisters and I all went to see it like in theaters. And I'm a I'm a triplet, and so like it's a pretty big deal. Like when we would go out of the house when I was a kid, because like we pretty much like never left. We never like ate in restaurants or anything, just because like we were like a mess for like the first like ten years, just like constantly making scenes in public, and like I don't know, waiters just like hated us. So, uh. I remember going to see it. I remember loving it. And like still like some of the lines like are quoted like in my family today. And I just like forgot that that's where they're from. Um, so it was like a joy revisiting this movie because it was a huge nostalgia trip. Nice. That's awesome. I had no idea. I, uh, my <laughs> entire memory of this movie appears to have been boiled down to uh the first 30 minutes of it now that i've revisited it i i didn't really remember all of it it turns out uh and my memory largely fixated on brendan fraser's in it and uh jeff gordon is in it um jeff gordon is sure in this movie less than i remember him being in it uh which is barely at all and uh i was (laughs) i was a really big fan of nascar when i was a kid and jeff gordon was like my man so it was exciting to see him and his NASCAR in a movie. Uh, and then there's like a whole other hour of this movie after that, it turns out. So for me, a lot of this viewing was kind of remembering the rest of it. Um, I don't remember necessarily having like a huge attachment to it when I was a kid or anything. Uh, but I mean, the Looney Tunes were kind of like an omnipresent thing, I think, for everybody growing up. And even now, like I can watch Looney Tunes and that shit still fucking kills me. Like, it's still really funny. Cartoons age extremely well and i find a lot to like in looney tunes stuff even now um or there's even like i like that they've been rebooting mickey mouse a bunch and it this just made me think of that clip that goes viral on twitter where mickey mouse is running and he stops and he just goes what happened like really fast i don't know if people have seen that but it's really funny um mm-hmm no, yeah, it's I would uh I would recommend it. I'll put that in the chat later so people can experience what happened because it's it's a good bit. But that's he's not a Looney Tune, so I guess none of that shit matters. Um, but uh, I was excited to revisit this just because, like I said, I barely remembered it, and uh, it felt like I had an honest feeling that I was like I couldn't possibly be let down by this, you know, um. We shall see if that holds water in the end, but uh, it was uh, it was high time that we got here. We'd been threatening it for so long, and it was it was time. Um, I am gonna get into the cast and crew stuff now. Uh, there is there's guys. There's so much, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to sort of chuck us through here. But please, at your earliest convenience, uh, toss some comments in as you wish. So uh, the movie's directed by Joe Dante. I just realized I typed Joe Dane, but Joe Dante is the man's name. Uh, he directed Inner Space and The Howling and Gremlins. 
and uh, small soldiers. I feel like I was scared of small soldiers when I was a kid, and I don't really know why. It uh, is kind of creepy, dude. It is. Yeah. yeah. A, uh, a bit of the um, uh, Uncanny Valley. Yeah, I, I just think the soldiers should probably be bigger. They should be regular-sized soldiers, yeah. Yeah, significantly less green, probably, just for like a health perspective. There's a second director on this um, for the animation. There was a specific animation director named Eric Goldberg. Um, he directed some of the segments of Fantasia 2000. He was the animation director for Pocahontas. And uh, also, this is a wasn't, joke. Wasn't he in WCW as well? No, you're confusing him with Bill Goldberg. He's going to come up momentarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now I have a joke here that's specifically for Mitch, which is that Eric Goldberg also uh, has some animation credits under the name Claude Rains. Interesting. Uh, but Rains is spelled with a Y. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> he didn't want the invisible man to come and get him. No, too dangerous. Uh, Speaking of things that are dangerous, uh, this movie is written by Larry Doyle, who also did I Love You, Beth Cooper. I've never seen it. That seems like a movie Liam has seen. No, you know, I haven't. I remember really? it coming out well, and um, damn, I avoided it for some reason, and I just There's haven't been... haven't gone back. It doesn't have the cult following that would that might make me check it out, but I would like to see it, Corey. You're right. It is a me movie. Yeah. If, if Liam hasn't seen it, then I'm going to go ahead and go in on a limb and say that Neil has definitely seen it. We'll find out, I guess. We'll find out. We'll have to have him write in. Do we, do we got to phone a friend on here? You got him on speed dial? I can just ask him right now. Give him a call. Speaker. I don't have his phone number. <laughs> now, what do you think, Corey? Has got a weirdo with phone numbers? Cooper. <laughs> We're about dun, to find out. Dun, dun, so, dun. Uh, while that's stewing, we'll talk about uh, the two a- uh, editors for this movie, which are Rick Finney and Marshall Harvey. Rick Finney ha- edited two Amityville movies, Amityville It's About Time and Amityville A New Generation. Also, oh, I think that's the 15th and the 19th one. <laughs> also, um, he has done Cats and Dogs. And then, Mitch, are you ready to get some real tonal whiplash? Mm-hmm. He was an apprentice editor on Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters. Whoa. And Amadeus. Damn. Uh, Amadeus too? Like Milos Forman? Yeah. Whoa. That, the, a, that like editing in that movie is masterful. I mean, they're yeah. both really good. What a place to cut your teeth. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And then um, Marshall Harvey uh, edited. He worked on The Burbs, Small Soldiers, all of those Christmas Prince movies on Netflix, Dracula 3D. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and Alligator 2 The Mutation almost exclusively things that we could do on this show. Yeah, that's a great Beverly track Hills record. Chihuahua was a childhood favorite of mine. I believe it. You do have terrible taste. <laughs> you want me to put it on the Genero, Mitch? Do you want me to uh, loudly get up now or at the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good line. Shit. Uh, what if we talked about Dean Cundy? Does that help? <laughs> No, you can talk about him. <laughs> uh, Dean Cundy uh, has shot every movie ever made, um, including Looney Tunes back in action. He also shot uh, Escape from New York and The Fog and the first three Halloween movies and Psycho 2 and all the Back to the Futures and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Big Trouble Little China and Roadhouse and Jurassic Park and also a movie called Satan's Cheerleaders. Wow. John um, Carpenter's Dan. John Carpenter's stand, rise up. This movie also has music by Jerry Goldsmith. It was his last movie. 
uh, and he has 256 composer credits, and we've actually talked about him at least twice before. Um, so I'll <laughs> rattle these off quick. Out what? of 256, that's not that many. <laughs> I would expect <laughs> we had brought him up more than that. I'm sorry, are you going through all 256? Uh, yeah, Let's I was going to say them really. I was going to do them in the style of Rap God by Eminem. Oh, you got this. Yeah, I'm actually not going to do that because I, I said it and I realized it would be too embarrassing. <laughs> Way too much of a commitment. I know. Uh, also, update, Neil just said, no, but it is on the list because I like Paul Rudd. So he has not seen I Love You, Beth Cooper. Damn, he doesn't want to spend money on it. Neil. I didn't know that Paul Rudd is in it, so that makes me even more inclined to watch it. That's sick. Yeah, that's an, that's an appeal. Speaking of appeal, Jerry Goldsmith. Um, he composed music for Omen 2, Damien which we could do on this show. Alien, The Secret of Nim, Psycho 2, Rambo's 1 through 3, the first two Poltergeist movies, Basic Instinct, and then also Dennis the Menace and U.S. Marshals. Shout out. Um, no reaction to that. Okay. <laughs> I've heard of U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Um, now we've got the cast. The cast is uh, fairly large. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry, Corey. I'm I'm looking up. I love you, Beth Cooper. Here, are you sure <laughs> that Neil said because he likes Paul oh, Rudd? Paul Rust. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, I'm back to being less interested in this because yeah, I'm like Paul Rudd is not in this movie. It's just Paul Rust. Who the That's fuck my is mistake. that? Paul Rust. Oh. I gotta enunciate better. Wait, Sorry. wait, wait. So, but Neil did in fact say like he is inclined <laughs> to watch it because he likes Paul Rust. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, we can't. We don't have time to talk about Neil right now. <laughs> Paul Rust is Paul Rudd's brother who lives in Michigan. <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, Corey, have at it. I'm just apologizing to Neil about him becoming a bit. Um. <laughs> So we've got Brendan Fraser, the the king. Uh, he was in The Mummy and also The Mummy Returns um, and also George of the Jungle and Doom Patrol. And that's cool. He's making a comeback. I like Brendan Fraser. Shout out to Brendan Fraser. Oh, he's great in Doom Patrol, too. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it, but I've seen clips. They seem like a good time. Uh, he also I just want to point out he does the voice of the Tasmanian devil in this movie. Yeah. Whoa. I wonder oh, how they worked an, that out. That's sick. You could find an interview of him doing it uh on the Conan show, on the Tonight Show with Conan. That's it's so fantastic. Cool. Whoa. He did it, um he just spins in a circle and yells really loud. Did he do both both the devils? Because like Yes. There's two of yeah. them, okay. Yes. Cool. What is he, what do you think he half measures? I don't know. Embarrassing. This is Brendan um, fucking Fraser. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Come on. Uh, Jenna Elfman is in this movie. I don't know if she's related to Danny Elfman. Maybe. Um, she plays Kate. She's uh, on Fear the Walking Dead, a show I didn't realize existed or was still on. Is that the one with Chris Hardwick? Chris Hardwick? Yeah. Where they like talk about was the, on walking the Walking Dead. Dead? Oh, no. That's like, yes. oh, no. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, Chaz, Chaz is right. gets it. Um, Steve Martin, who needs no introduction. Oh, so is, Pink Panther guy. Is playing the evil Acme... Oh, look, we have to do all the bits. Chaz is here. Um, is playing the Acme chairman. The old He's, ball trainer himself. The ball... 
with those 12 kids of his. <laughs> well, there's 10 kids and two parents. That's why it's cheaper by the dozen. Oh, is that actually? I never realized. I, thought, I figured the it's parents also, didn't count. It's also because his balls are big enough for him to have 12 balls. Jesus. <laughs> and it's cheaper that way. Do we have to explain this or are we just going to leave it? Uh, that's about it. He's in the movie Cheaper by the Dozen, and he had a lot of kids, and so his his balls must have been pretty drained. Yeah, no, I, I went from not understanding it to clearly understanding it. So it's <laughs> that's right. Great. It's not a long walk. <laughs> it's a short walk up a short plank. Does he ever play a pirate? Probably, man. He's done he, everything. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, he played a cat once, I think. Um. That was a Pink Panther joke. Heather Locklear <laughs> is in this movie. Uh, you might know her from Melrose Place or Return of the Swamp Thing. Uh, and also Firestarter, which I included just for Liam. Nice. You're a guy who loves arson, so I figured I may as well keep that in uh, on the list. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Joan Cusack, who is in School of Rock and is also in Toy Story. She's she's wonderful in School of Rock as the principal who loves uh, Stevie Nicks. I know, Mitch. I said to Corey, we were watching this movie together, and I said, I love Joan Cusack. And Mitch, Corey said, like, oh, I don't really, can't really think of anything she's in. And I just said, School of Rock. That's the big one. She's I got to so be honest day. with you guys. Can we have a brief School of Rock sidebar? Always, dude. I could seriously not tell you what that movie's about other than there's a battle of the bands in it. And it probably involves a school. Like that movie has left yeah. no imprint no, that's in my it. brain at all. But like that's the movie. But there are like bits that people like and characters that people like and shit. And I'm just like, I have no idea what's going well, on. With the there's a perfectly rock. like clinical explanation for this. You've you clearly have a like a a case of stick it to the maniosis. That's why you don't remember. What does that Maybe mean? You don't. <laughs> I don't understand. It's kind of self-explanatory, man. Could <laughs> you say it again? Stick it to the maniosis. Are you sure? Stick it to the maniosis. The, uh, final answer. Is this plagiarism? <laughs> Timothy no, Dalton. Timothy <laughs> Dalton. I will be my own segue back into my own bit. <laughs> He's my favorite Bond. We're not doing yes and. We're doing no but. <laughs> um. So, is your favorite of James Bond? Uh, I think so. Yeah, really? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, I think the Bond films from the '80s are like, especially the ones that he he's in, are like all great. Um, and I think that they're like, they have an edge that the Roger Moore ones didn't, but there's still like a bit of like camp there as well. Um, I think he's like much better than Brosnan, and I mean, like everyone says, Craig is the best or Sean Connery, but like. I don't know. I really like Timothy Dalton's style and he's sort of like a classically trained actor and he kind of like brings that like style and elocution to the role and it's just an interesting take on the character. And when uh, I looked up Timothy yeah. Dalton, uh there was a James Bond movie cuz he only is two, right? Um there I hadn't even heard of one of these. Like his run must have been that maligned. I think he only did three. Uh I have two, maybe I missed one. I don't know. Uh, maybe but it was too- I had never heard of the Living Daylights. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, apparently, dark. it has a, th- a song by Aha, which is pretty based. It does. Yeah, like eighties yeah. Bond was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goldberg Round Two. Bill Goldberg. He plays 
a guy who's just named Bob Smith. Uh, he's basically just a big muscle man bodyguard. Uh, he's in, uh, you might know him from The Longest Yard, Universal Soldier, The Return, Santa Slay, but it's spelled S-L-A-Y, or uh, Wrestling. You might know him from Wrestling. <laughs> you might know him from WrestleMania 31, if you've seen that one. What happened in that one, Liam? Could you remind us, please? Yeah, Goldberg speared someone and then gave him the jackhammer. That has nothing to do with Steve Martin's balls, by the way. Don't put those thoughts together in your mind. You don't have to do that. Um, Don and Dan Stanton play the Warner Brothers. They're real brothers. That's all I have to say about those guys. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know. Uh, then we've got some cameos. We've got Matthew Lillard playing himself. Jeff Gordon playing uh, himself. Uh, Kevin McCarthy playing him. No, he's not playing himself. He's playing somebody else, but he's here. And then Michael Jordan is also playing himself, but it's archive footage from Space Jam, which also means there's a very funny part of when they were making Space Jam where they decided that they needed Michael Jordan to stand around in a polo shirt and say, let's run some drills. Yeah, you know what? To be fair, if you didn't know that Space Jam existed, it might you might not know that Michael Jordan is playing himself in this movie. If you didn't know that Space Jam existed, you might not know that Michael Jordan played basketball. That's the only way I know. Yeah, that's true. Chad's living proof. He had never heard of the 1993 Chicago Bulls or whatever. I wasn't even like a before thought by then, dog. No, no, not even. Uh, neither was Michael Jordan showing up to the set of Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> Dude was like, you cannot pay me enough to do that. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, going to rattle off the remaining cameos here or small parts at the very least. Mary Warrenov is one of several Acme vice presidents. She is the vice president of bad ideas. I mentioned this <laughs> because she's the person I was most excited about seeing aside from Ron Perlman, uh, because she's in <laughs> eating Raul and night of the comet and death race 2000, which is pretty sick. Yes, she is. All those movies are great. You should watch them. And then we've got Mark Lawrence as the vice president of stating the obvious. Bill McKinney is the vice president of nitpicking. George Murdoch is the vice president of being unfairly promoted. Ron Perlman is the Acme vice president of never learning. Robert Picardo is the vice president of rhetorical questions. Vernon Wells is the vice president of child labor. (laughs) And Leo Rossi is the vice president of climbing to the top. Now we've got the voice actors. We've got Joe Alasky playing Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Sylvester, Beaky Buzzard, and Mama Bear. Holy shit, that's crazy. Uh, Jeff Bennett is playing Foghorn, Leghorn, Yosemite, Sam, and Nasty Canasta. I got to love with you, I don't know who Nasty Canasta is. That I have no idea. I really don't. I'm on it. Please. Uh, we have Billy West playing Elmer Fudd and Peter Lorre. We've got Eric Goldberg. Wait, Eric Goldberg? Is it the same? It's the same fucking guy. Dude, um, the jackhammer guy? Nasty Canasta is that like one yeah. goon who he gets in the brawl with who's like really big and like hucks him off the balcony in the casino? Yeah. Damn, I did not realize that he was also a voice actor in this. I got to read closer. He uh, does one line of Bugs Bunny dialogue. Yep, it's the, uh, it's the, oh, it's the psycho line. He does the line during the psycho bit. I thought you were going to say it was the sexy one. 
it was the, oh, God, that doesn't narrow it down. Oh, fuck, I just really want to fuck the rabbit. I don't know. That's um, face Jam. No, it's it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the voice for Marvin the Martian, Speedy Gonzalez, and Tweety. Bruce Lenoil is Pepe Le Pew. June Foray is Granny. Bob Bergen is Porky Pig. Casey Kasem is Sh- Shaggy. <laughs> that classic Looney Tune. Uh, Frank Welker is Scooby-Doo. And then we've got uh, Danny Chambers as Cottontail Smith. I don't know who that is. Stan Freyberg as Junior Bear. I don't know who that is. Will Ryan as Pop Bear. I don't know who that is. Danny Man is Robodog and Spy Car. And then we've got archive recordings of Mel Blanc, Paul Julian, Bill Roberts, and Johnny Davis. That's everybody. Real quick. Also archive footage of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> so uh, real quick, I'm going to give a quick plot rundown and then we'll get to the part uh, that we've all been waiting for uh, where Mitch gets up and leaves loudly. <laughs> um, so this movie is about Daffy Duck being sick of putting up with Bugs Bunny shit uh, and he has a big tantrum and he gets fired by Warner Brothers Vice President of Comedy. Uh, And then uh, Brendan Fraser is playing a security guard who wants to break into the industry as a stuntman without using the connections of his famous actor dad, Timothy Dalton. Totally not a spy. Totally not a spy. Uh, Daffy Duck... We should do Totally Spies. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Daffy Duck gets kicked out of Warner Brothers and then Brendan Fraser has to escort him out, but he refuses. And there's hijinks... And then the Batmobile crashes into the studio water tower and Brendan Fraser gets fired. Um, Daffy Duck follows him home like a weird psycho. And then the Acme Corporation, led by fucked up Steve Martin, captures his super spy dad because they're trying to track down a blue diamond inside of a monkey statue. The blue monkey. That would allow the... Acme Corporation to turn everybody into monkeys and then back into people that want to buy things. I believe that's the plan. And so uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, and the former vice president of comedy at Warner Brothers, Kate, need to go on a journey to stop the bad guys from getting this diamond. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're all on the we're all on the same page. Chaz. Yeah. You're Wait, I watched Space Jam by accident. Oh, None fuck. of that stuff was in my movie. Man. Oh shit. Cut it out well, with this accidental shit. At least one of those things episode. was. Michael Jordan was in both. It's an easy by watching to Space make. Jam, you sort of watched at least part of this movie. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'll just comment on the part I saw, yeah. Yeah, okay. You guys want to do some drills? drills? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so great fun. performance, honestly. From Writing the basketball. <laughs> could use a bit of work, but not bad. <laughs> the cinematography was good. He was all in frame. And that's Blocking tough because he's a nice. big guy. He's a big man. And I also like that there was a bit of ambiguity to it. Like, I don't know exactly who he's talking to about running the drills. I like movies that keep me up at night. So that part was good. I don't know what the drills are. Drills <laughs> could be something terrifying. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's it's yeah. keeps you on the edge of your seat. 
Some, could be some full metal jacket type ish. It was real nice. Could be some full metal alchemist. It could be some full metal alchemist. Perhaps is that some like, brotherhood. Is that like in Yuyasha? It's just it's a like lot that. like in Yuyasha. <laughs> They're basically the same. Um, Chaz, I have a question for you. I have an answer. What did you think of Looney Tunes back in action? Well, I'll tell you. Um, overall, uh, I'm not typically a fan of older movies, so going all the way back to 2003 was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz tried to watch Magnificent Obsession, and he straight up passed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Might as well I, just I, stare at a piece of uncut bread. He passed up, but the respirator was with Bob Merrick. (laughs) (laughs) You may as well pass out with a piece of uncut bread. It's so funny. And then the Bob Merrick. Ooh, did you think Bob Merrick sliced his own bread before he died? Uh, I have to assume. I I think he he was like a rich doctor, so he probably just yeah maybe he the the bread came cut. He probably just had. Oh, okay. No, you're you're thinking of Doctor Phillips. He's the guy who died. Bob Merrick. No, you're thinking a, of Dr. Phil. Nah, <laughs> forget it. Keep going. What did you think? Oh, of the film? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> magnificent Obsession. Uh, well, it's magnificent because I obsessed over this. Uh, Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action. Um, now, do I think it's a great movie? No. Does it hold a very special place in my heart? Absolutely. I... Uh, I love this movie for a handful of very good reasons and then a handful of very bad reasons. Uh, Between it just being a random conglomeration of bits and jokes that a good 50 to 60% of them feel like they hit really hard. Uh, And Brendan Fraser just stealing the show. um, Yeah, no, this whole movie really works for me. Uh, Saying that... (laughs) It is a structural mess uh, <laughs> with almost no theme and one of the uh, most outlandish endings I think I've ever seen where they literally just said, yeah, and now the movie's over. Good, good night. <laughs> That's it, all, folks. Uh, and I, I've looked uh, in preparation for this podcast. I've done a lot of history research on this movie, and I know exactly why it ended up like that uh, mm. and how much Warner Brothers kind of hated and killed this movie, but we can get into that after we get everyone else's take. Oh. Yeah, overall, I don't think this is a good movie, but I do really like this movie. That's fair. That's a conclusion we come to a lot. So yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I cannot wait to hear why Warner Brothers killed this movie. Um, but first I will ask, uh, let's do Mitch. Mitch, I have a question. Yeah. So I'm going to like, I'm going like, to copy and paste uh, Chaz's answer. That was your, it's your, you have the same assessment? Not quite. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know all the stuff about the production. So I'm going to like, I'm going to like be kind of selective. I'm going to like edit a bit. I'm also, I'm going to like edit a bit so it looks like my own and then I'm going to turn it in. But, um, you I've, said that to Chaz. Chaz knows you're going to do that now. Shit. This motherfucker. First, not so, if he doesn't make I it love out this, of the podcast alive. Sorry. I love this movie. Like it means a, it means a lot to me. Not a great movie by any means, but like I honestly was like kind of misty eyed for like part of this movie, just like remembering like when I was younger and like what this movie like meant to me. And there's like I was absolutely shocked. Like once I saw it again, like how 
the images like remained in my mind like all these years um and like some of the scenes like the viva las vegas scene when they're driving like i remember that so clearly i remember like fucking loving that scene um not the pendulum of doom i remember (laughs) i remember shouting that line as like a kid like playing like on a swing set um it's just like a classic all-around movie um but yeah like I recognize now seeing it again that like it's probably not the best, but it will always be special for me. I think Daffy Duck is really good in this movie. Like Daffy Duck is my favorite Looney Tune. I um, think Daffy Duck is really good in this movie. <laughs> Daffy Duck is outstanding in this movie. Like, really, he's, he like brings his whole Daffy Duck Duckussy onto this movie, man. He puts it all in there. <laughs> no, like like I genuinely Daffy like Daffy Duckussy is the Ugh. worst shit. That is horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, oh, like you just turned him into pate with that one. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines from Daffy in this movie is sell all my Warner Brothers stock. I got an inside tip that Bugs Bunny is about to die. Um, it's so good. It's so good. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Love this movie. Love Daffy Duck. But like, maybe not the best movie for like people who don't have that nostalgia. Fair, fair. Okay, Liam, you're up. Are we going to, are we going to, are we going to go three for three here? What's your, what's your vibe? What's your take? What's your feeling? Well, I would, uh, I would basically copy and paste what, what Mitch (laughs) said after copy and pasting what, uh, Chaz said, except I would alter it a bit as well. I would backspace Daffy duck and I would put Michael Jordan. because that's the only part I saw. And I think Michael Jordan's <laughs> performance in this movie. I had to close really... my eyes during the rest of it because it was too scary. <laughs> now, um, you guys see Danny DeVito in this one? He's uh, he's great as uh, the like amusement park owner who like you know wants a basketball Uh-oh. team. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that big cigar of his. Do you guys see this one where Danny uh, DeVito is like a, a girl's shitty uncle? That's a Matilda reference. That, I got you. I okay. thought that was just real life. Matilda? <laughs> it was supposed to be, but I didn't remember. I was worried that Uncle was incorrect, so I just sort of um, let I, it sit for a no, second. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. She's, uh, he's her dad. Is it dad? I wasn't yeah. sure. Fuck. I see. I was gonna say dad, and then I'm like, it's not her dad. And it was her dad. Fuck. I still yeah. psychically picked it up. You're good. Makes it all the more tragic. Is the podcast canceled now? Did we just get canceled? Yeah, by that, our that's it. They will not be making another one. I'll I'll give it to you. He does radiate like strong uncle vibes in that movie, even though he's her father. He put his whole, because he's just so detached. He did yeah. put his whole uncle uncle. Don't do it. <laughs> Danny DeVito just kind of has like cool uncle vibes in general. Sorry, Liam, mm-hmm. you were talking about Space Jam, I think. No, no, I was talking about Looney Tunes back in action, uh, specifically the Space Jam portion, because that's the only portion I saw. Um, no, okay. I will actually do it. So, um, I really like this movie too. I, I, um, watching it again, uh, like I said, I was reminded how much I must have loved this movie as a kid, despite not having it on VHS tape. And I really think back in the early 2000s, that was like the make or break as to how much I, uh, a movie like becoming a favorite movie of mine if it didn't play on tv all the time the way school of rock did or i didn't have it on vhs tape or dvd the way i did leave it to beaver or like even damn even funny games 
2007. Like if I didn't have that on DVD, I probably wouldn't have uh, been so into it because it wouldn't have been so formative to me. And so Looney Tunes back in action. You got a joke, Corey? It sounds like you got a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You got to say it. I know you got to say it. No, I was just going to say, what a double feature, right? (laughs) Fucking leave it to Beaver and funny games. Like the fact you're talking about those movies in the exact same way made me laugh. That's all. I didn't have a joke. It was just funny. It's a suburban horror genre, bro. Um, so, so yeah, Looney Tunes back in action. I think um, I must have seen it a number of times in TV, like in like 2003, 2004, and then it just didn't really play anymore. Maybe uh, the same people who killed it theatrically, and I want to hear what Chaz has to say about that because I don't really know, but I know the movie bombed. Maybe the same people who killed it theatrically also didn't give it much of a chance on TV. Like they they had like fulfilled their contract of like playing it on TV for a year and then maybe they stopped. I don't know. But um, I, I was a bit worried in watching this again because when I watched it five years ago with my roommates, we had to turn it off, dude, because we weren't digging it and what the problem was. And for me, it's still a problem with the movie and it's what keeps the movie from really ascending to like a family film that I would like really hang my hat on like Zathura or something like that Um, is the Steve Martin stuff. It, that doesn't land for me. I don't really like what he's doing in this movie. I appreciate the swing, and I totally get that Like some kids, he's, he's going to be a total hoot, and it's going to work. But for me, it doesn't really work. Um, but there's so much other stuff in this movie. Like Chaz said, like it's, it's structurally all over the place. And so what that means is if you're not liking it one minute, uh, you might be laughing the next minute. And I think that's totally the case. There are just so many cool jokes and sequences in this movie as well like just cool set pieces which is hilarious in like this uh um part animated movie that like doesn't stay in one place for too long but like there's some really memorable stuff the the las vegas stuff always stuck out to me as a kid and just the use of the elvis song like i thought way more of this movie took place in las vegas in my memory um but i also really like when they go to space i like when they go to the art museum I I really like the setup, the premise of the movie. Like, even though there's not a whole lot of plot to the movie, I like this sort of meta stuff. The main thing that always stuck with me um, after all these years is the line where Brendan Fraser's character says that he used to be the stunt double for Brendan Fraser. Um, and that like he gets that he looks like him or something when I in like 2003 that blew my mind and like that honestly might be like part of the inspiration that I love like meta movies and like meta horror movies and stuff I was like floored that this movie had the audacity to confront something like that and that sort of humor is all over this thing to confront something like what if there was two Brendan Fraser's (laughs) um the movie just has all sorts of stuff like that with the cameos and the self-referential like warner brothers stuff and uh i i just really i really dig it i think it's a really fun time i think it's really clever i am more of a daffy guy than a bugs guy that's what i've grown into at least and so i i'm with mitch i think daffy has an amazing outing in this film. Like he, he is the MVP. He's killing it. Um, Most valuable just, poultry. Am I right? <laughs> and it's, it's just a, a really fun time, but Steve Martin, I love you. 
not for me in this one, but it's still really great, great fun time. Yeah, yeah, and I would love to hear you guys talk about that. But uh, we should throw it to Corey, and then we can we can get into all these all this fun stuff. I'm just gonna copy paste what Liam said, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna tweak it a little bit, uh, just so like it it looks less like Liam did it, that Chaz did it, that Mitch did it. Um, I also thought this movie almost exclusively took place in Las Vegas, uh, which it doesn't evidently. Um, there's like a whole other hour of this movie that I kind of forgot about. Um, and I think, I think I generally come down the same way where it's like this movie, I agree. It's a structural disaster. (laughs) Like narratively, this movie's a disaster. Um, but I love Looney Tunes style antics and there's plenty of that. And I think Brendan Fraser's great. He's killing it, having the time of his life. I'm going to, I'm going to break from the theme slightly just to say, I think this movie's got too much fucking Daffy Duck in it. How dare you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not to say some of it's not funny. It's funny, but who's um, your favorite tune? Um, the old lady. That's not true. I don't know. Um, <laughs> fucking yeah, everyone's favorite tune, Granny. I've I don't know if I have a favorite. Not Daffy Duck. Real tell you Rabbit. You look like a Wiley Coyote kind of guy. I fuck with Wiley. Yeah, he goes, he's yeah. my new favorite. Yeah. By the way, after watching this movie, I've I've realized that I've grown into being a Wiley Coyote guy, and Marvin is a I solid can- number two. The concept That's of fair. him getting reprimanded in a boardroom is fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, not know. catching Roadrunner. <laughs> I know. Nah, I, I just feel for him. He's so cute, and he's just doing what he's told. I would. I could hitch my wagon to the Wiley Coyote wagon, whatever. But I, I think, yeah, too much Daffy Duck. I think he just kind of gets annoying because every part of the performance is very one note. Uh, not that the performance of the voice is bad, but just like Daffy Duck needs to start thinking about other shit and talking about other things. What do you oh, want to do with Daffy your life, Duck. Daffy? He wouldn't Fuck. be Daffy Duck if he wasn't like materialistic yeah, well, and like but I've ego- always egotistical. thought Daffy Duck was annoying, so it's fine. I relate. Um, I relate to him enorm- enormously. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> bet. <laughs> and um. Uh, but no, like the, the the antics in this, I think are great. I love seeing the Looney Tunes fuck around with real people. Um, I like the the weird Joan Cusack alien interlude. Um, yeah, lots to like. I don't think the movie's great, like objectively speaking, or anything. But uh, I certainly have a soft spot for it. But um. I don't know if it's something I'm like dying to go back to anytime soon. Like I'm glad I revisited it, but that's kind of about it. Like I watched this with Liam and I didn't take a ton of notes while we were doing that. And I feel like I'm already forgetting stuff about it. And this was last night and that doesn't feel like a great assessment, but, uh, still some good bits in there. Um, I like when Elmer Fudd just gets really sad. Like he's just such a sad guy. <laughs> like somebody help this fucking dude out for once. But um, what we should get into, Chaz, you said you did some homework. 
Um, this movie uh, fared pretty fucking poorly at the at the box office. Um, yeah. it, it did not even make its budget back, which feels shocking to me. I think it was like yeah, 16 million short. Uh, approximately, like yeah, give or take a few. But um, before we get into like what we think works and doesn't, I guess Warner Brothers didn't think it worked. Like, yeah. nah. Warner uh, Brothers thought uh, Bugs Bunny couldn't dunk. Boy, did he that- prove them wrong! <laughs> in in Space Jam Two, <laughs> the Jamming. That would have been a way better name. They should have called it that. They should have called it LeBron James in Space Jam Two, the Jamming. I would have watched that. Wait, um, can I correct my assessment really quick? They should have called it. They should have called it the the Jamming Space Jam Two with LeBron James, featuring. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Okay. Oh God. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, I was when I when I thought about this movie, I had to kind of think how did this function as a sequel. So I did a lot of history into how it came to be, a lot of research into that, and uh, crazy things. So this was before Looney Tunes back in action even came to be a thought process. Uh, they were just looking to make a sequel to Space Jam. And initially they got a producer on board and were prepped to make just Space Jam 2, a traditional sequel with Michael Jordan again. Uh, and someone told them that Michael Jordan signed on. And then not much longer, not much later, they've discovered, yeah, Michael Jordan actually decided not, he didn't want to do it. And they just killed that project entirely. Oh, man, uh, he dropped they wanted to out for shooting one line. <laughs> the yeah. one line about the drills. And then that was it. The, he, he quit after that. He's, he said, you guys don't know anything about basketball. I'm done. <laughs> um, so then they had the idea to try to do the same concept, but with different sports. Uh, they had a couple of scripts written up for like golf jam with Tiger Woods, uh, skate jam with Tony Hawk, which is um, which I mentioned to Corey already. Uh, oh, yeah. And one that I'm sure he would appreciate a lot more. Can you reiterate that more. really quick? Can you reiterate that oh. really quick? That we're going to make a fucking Tony Hawk space jam. Yeah, it was going to be Skate Jam. Uh, Tony Hawk was approached by Warner Brothers about it. And um, actually, that one might have been in development uh, after this movie was already made and released because the flop of this movie killed Skate Jam. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think I remember reading about Skate Jam like on early dial-up internet around the time this movie came out. So I think they still plan to do it for a while. It's weird that it was going to be called Skate Jam. It's not like... Space Jam was called Basketball Jam. <laughs> but like, yeah. what, I, what I thought was weird is like, I don't understand why the the one spinoff that got made was Monster Jam and I don't know why it's trucks. It's a great point. It's a great point. It's a wonderful <laughs> insight. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but there was one you, you didn't, you purposely didn't tell me about. Oh, there's at least two more, and we'll get into the one I didn't tell you about. Uh, luckily, a piece of it still made it into this movie. Uh, was Race Jam, where they contacted Jeff Gordon and were planning on doing a NASCAR version of Space oh Jam. Oh my god, that's who that what is in the in the in the. Yeah. What do you mean? Gets, that's who that is. I'm yeah, just verifying. It, you know it, mother Corey. <laughs> I don't. I don't fetishize oversized Hot Wheels like you. Ooh, <laughs> god, get his ass. <laughs> 
They're fucking what does F1 even stand for? They're fucking beating your ass in the quote tweets. Um, it stands for fucking one. Um, <laughs> fucking number one, dude. <laughs> fucking king of sports. Dude, what I would not give for like a full movie of Jeff Gordon having to act against nothing because <laughs> the cartoons are fake. <laughs> Honestly, every one of these sounds fucking stellar. Uh, and honest, it might have even been better than Looney Tunes back in action if they had just put the effort into them. Uh, but the latest one, the one that they eventually adapted into Looney Tunes back in action, was going to be Spy Jam, uh, a rip on Bond movies, starring Jackie Chan. I would have been all over that. I love right? Jackie Chan. Yeah. Could have been so good. Um, then for one reason or another, all those just kind of fell through. And they decided, okay, we're just going to adapt Spy Jam into this movie, Looney Tunes, back in action. Uh, and what the director, when he signed on to this movie, I'm forgetting his Dante, yeah. or as Corey calls him, Dane. Um, yeah. Dane's Inferno is what they should have <laughs> called this movie. Uh, Joe Dante, when he started, when he made this movie, he decided to do it as a, um, oh, I'm forgetting the word for it, but uh, as an homage to... Uh, Chuck, Chuck something. I'm forgetting his last name too. The guy who essentially created the Looney Tunes or voiced a lot of them. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Uh, hang on, his name's right on the tip of my tongue. Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. Uh, yeah, he decided to do this movie as an homage to Chuck Jones, and the second he got on board, there was just a bunch of meddling from the executives of Warner Brothers, who um. The real VPs of comedy. Gotta love it, yeah. Uh, they didn't like some of them didn't like how meta it was at certain points. So they redid it. Like the script was rewritten five times for this movie, and uh, at one point they were so out of it that they were trying to. They got like a um, so out of like ideas of how to adjust it. They took a screening of the movie and put it in front of a uh, bunch of comedian comedic writers. And comedians and just told them to pause and say if they had any ideas for jokes or anything like that and the movie started and Bugs Bunny says what's up doc and one of the comedians pauses it and says now does Bugs Bunny have to say that does, yeah, does he, he have to say yeah he fucking does uh, yeah he does it's his it's the one thing he says it's so a lot of what happened in this movie is behind the scenes stuff of people who don't like or know what the Looney Tunes are and don't care about them. And then when it was originally planned to be released, it was planned to be released the same month as Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, the first movie I saw in theaters. So I guess maybe that's where the yeah. disconnect was. Mm, you're part of the problem, Corey. Uh, but they pushed it back after they were like, oh, no, Finding Nemo is going to dominate for eight months straight. Uh, and they pushed it back to around November, right around the time movies like Elf were released. Uh huh. That's Where tough. it's it still got buried in the box office, um, and WB did almost nothing to market this movie. They put eighty million into the movie, and almost none of that went into marketing. Why do studios make movies they don't want to have come out and don't like? I don't, man. Warner Brothers has fucked up. I'm a so I'm big into like pop culture things and pop culture movies. I keep up with a lot of the superhero stuff which means Warner Brothers has disappointed me time and time and time again. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know what's going on with them, but it's been going, it's apparently been going on since at least 2003. 
I've I've got to think that like at some point in making a movie, um, you just get so deep in the weeds, right? Like you're tens and tens and millions of dollars in, you haven't even started shooting yet, and like you're trying to rewrite the script and stuff. So somewhere along the line, it's probably like they're they're too far gone to cancel but they're also uh not into it anymore and so they're just trying to get rid of it without spending any extra money because they think that it's gonna like bomb anyway because Uh, they think it's bad mm -hmm. once once like you've started it it's kind of and you put money into it like a lot of money like it's kind of like a snowball rolling towards a quiet alpine town you know it there's no stopping you're gonna get an avalanche yeah. I guess my main confusion point is like, you know, and I, I, I seriously believe this, like, it's so hard to make a Looney Tunes thing that wouldn't appeal to people, right? And I do think this is appealing. Like, I yeah. think that audiences generally would enjoy this. Um, I just don't get like, um, it's one of those things where especially when the final product is so straight ahead with these Looney Tunes characters, I don't get why you're workshopping it to be like, what if Bugs Bunny was just like a regular guy? Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I, I can't see the trajectory that Warner brothers is thinking about. And I also don't know why it seems like they intentionally made it worse as an excuse to say that it would do badly. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is your this is the thing people fucking care about from like Warner Brothers or it was for a long time. It's like the shit that you had was yep. Looney Tunes, and shouldn't you give a little bit of a shit? <laughs> like, yeah, I I think it, like had they marketed it better, like it seems like it would have oh, been yeah. a shoe in for success. Yeah. I can't understand why they wouldn't do that. Sucks. Like, the admittedly, so like bad. Yeah, like the '90s movie market is different than it is today, where they, you spend like a shit ton on marketing, and it doesn't matter if the movie's horrible; it's still going to gross a lot. Like, I don't know. It, it definitely had potential to do mm-hmm. it, but also like the year 2003 was apparently a baller year for movies, or like bigger, uh, bigger hard hitting movies. There was another one that released the same time as Elf that just uh, covered it. But yeah, absolutely. If they had it doubled down into marketing, they probably could have at least made this break even yeah baffling that it didn't yeah um so that's why the movie didn't really hit so to speak but what so i guess like because as you mentioned Chaz, this movie is like a structural train wreck um so we i don't think we need to talk about it like front to back but like, what was stuff that stuck out to y'all that makes the movie like a good time? You know, like what was the stuff that was sticking out? We were like, like Liam can measure this, but I was just cracking up at like very straightforward cartoon gags because like that shit's funny. It's universally funny. So even just having like just a good old fashioned rabbit season, duck season, um, I will laugh at that because I'm a child. It's like. It's a great bit. If it ain't broke, mm-hmm. keep shooting the duck. But like, what was sticking out to you guys in terms of being like the stuff that worked? Oh, like there were so many just sort of 
little like cartoon gags like i love like the hit me bit at the casino where then he finally slams like uh, uh yosemite sam and he turns into like that sort of accordion and he's like moving around like i thought that that gag was hilarious i also like distinctly remember the walmart gag and it still hit this time <laughs> around and i can remember like being a kid like going to walmart with my parents and just like like Walmart, like like singing it, you know. Oh, as a, that's so cute. An Got, Mom, Dad, to, it's as like an ode to Ragonomics. It's like we're <laughs> in Space Jam. Oh, am I, am I? Do I get to be here to say fuck Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yeah. what a delightful time. Yeah. I'm so glad. Fuck Ronald Reagan. Also, Walmart is really the throat goat of businesses. <laughs> I don't even want you to explain that. I'm I'm repulsed. It sucked all the life out of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was go that's what I was kind of gesturing at. Yeah. I used to work like in a it. Walmart McDonald's and like I can confirm that it it's like the worst. Like don't <laughs> bad. <laughs> well, if you say don't bad, that means good, doesn't it? I guess two two negatives do make a positive, but not in this case, not in Walmart's case. Why are we talking about Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What is it? Why are we talking about it? Why did you just start saying, oh, no? Oh, you went quiet again for yeah, a second you, there. You cut no, out. I, just, I just stopped talking. <laughs> I, oh. Why are we talking about? You uh, I, just, I, just, I just thought that was funny, but then everybody panicked. Uh, so I kind of want to copy and paste what uh, Mitch and Corey just said um, <laughs> with a little bit of editing for myself. But I think largely, yeah, overall, the best part of this movie are the Looney Tunes, which is what kind of to be expected of a Looney Tunes movie. Um, but their antics throughout are just largely fantastic. The, the line Mitch pointed out earlier with the, uh, with, I've got a, I've got a hot Intel that uh, Bugs Bunny's going to die. Sell my stocks. It's brilliant. That's fantastic. And right after that, when the car runs out of gas in midair and it just stops uh, until someone points it out, that, that shit, that cracks me up. That kills me every single time. Um, or even the bit at the very end with uh, where Brendan Fraser punches Brendan Fraser. That this whole movie is just filled with things that just kill me and work with me every single time, uh, all three times that I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah. For for me, um, I think I'm a I'm primarily a dialogue humor guy. Um, that's why I find Corey so funny. He's just always saying Aww. shit and uh it's true um, i can't so stop in in this movie even though there's so many like visual gags the stuff that sticks with me is actually like a lot of the dialogue stuff because i think a lot of the writing is very clever like the brendan fraser mentioning the that he was the stuntman for himself like that's funny to me in a cool way i like porky pig saying that it's a pain in the butt to be politically correct now because like they want him to stutter but then they don't want him to stutter and then speedy uh gonzalez is there and like is also like agrees with him um that that's funny that does feel I, like pretty cutting edge for 2003 to be making yeah. that joke yeah I, I i really like that um yeah i i like jokes that that also like reference stuff um that is contemporary as well like the the matthew lillard thing where he's oh, having so dinner with scooby-doo uh and shaggy i think that is so cool and i remember that blew my brain as a kid um because the scooby-doo movie at that point was like a year old and i just like 
honestly, dude, this movie like taught me so much about like cool things that movies can do. Um, Cause normally they're, they're entirely self-contained, right? Like in the world of movies, any actor who's in the movie doesn't exist elsewhere. Real products don't exist. Real companies don't exist. And this movie plays on that in all sorts of cool ways with Walmart, Warner brothers, but also the way that they take the cartoon seriously, like the, the characters themselves, how Daffy duck is, is, you know, like a real, just like a, uh, kind of an out of work actor and then the whole acme thing i I just always have thought that's really clever so i i love a lot of that stuff and then as uh for the visual gags i like the the longer sequences like i like the psycho parody um because like the whole time it's there's not much to it right it's just bugs bunny doing a psycho parody and it's black and white um and remember black and white movies aren't good but in this sequence it kind of works it's true um honestly and it's Doug- just- douglas cirque is only good because it's technicolor he made like way more black and white than he did technical and i haven't seen them because they're shitty honestly i'm i might have to leave <laughs> you know mitch, pl- mitch please don't leave mitch i'm, I'm sorry okay. mitch i like the color version of psycho so i'll give that to you um yeah it yeah. just needed some color and more vince vaughn that's why the uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera was good. It had Vince Vaughn in it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I gotta watch that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like the Psycho parody. Like it feels passionate to me. I can, I, I just kind of get the impression from this movie that even though it sounds like the studio was kind of pushing it down a lot of the way. I think a lot of the people directly involved in the creative stuff, like the writers, Joe Dante, the director who, who loves Looney Tunes, um, like his gremlins Two movie is basically just a Looney Tunes movie. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's really cool. And I just, I feel that all the way through. And then I also feel his love of movies with the psycho parody. And then like the sequence where um, Bugs and Daffy are going into the various paintings at the museum. Like that feels like it's a, a classic Looney Tunes sketch to me. So I mm-hmm. think it is, It's this movie is very faithful to the Looney Tunes cartoons and those characters and like that whole world. And it is also updating it in... Uh, a really cool way and so i've always been surprised that this movie didn't make as much money in my head i don't think of it as a flop because it had an impression on me as a kid and my friends like that duck dodgers joke where daffy keeps saying like that he's duck dodgers and he's gonna save the day and his rockets (laughs) keep exploding that was the joke when that happened i was like oh i must have loved this movie as a kid because i had forgotten all about that joke but when it was happening i had so many memories flood back to me of me making that joke with my friends at school because we thought that was the funniest thing ever so um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of good chucklers in this movie i i think i agree with like what you were saying with a lot of the dialogue being the strength of this movie, especially like there's like the big elaborate sort of funnier uh, gags that have like a bit of physical comedy with it like that. But also there's just so many throwaway lines, which are kind of like designed for adults or like, um, like Daffy duck, like when they're leaving, uh, when they're like leaving Las Vegas. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You're proud of that one. Yeah. When they're, when they're leaving (laughs) Las Vegas, uh, he says like, "How about we go to the Liberace Museum or something?" And it's, it's just like so ridiculous. Um, 
lot Gee, of it was sure nice of Walmart to give us all this free Walmart stuff just for <laughs> saying Walmart so many times. Yeah. And I think like ultimately this is just like a, a movie which is in a lot of ways designed for people who love movies and like a lot of the kids who are watching this movie aren't going to be in on like those meta gags. Um, like I saw this and I like before I saw Psycho or like um, so many of the, the other references and but uh, I think that that's like one of its uh, great successes is, is how like deep that goes. Like you've got um, filming in like some like notable like Beverly. I, I don't know if it's or um, like in some notable like backlots where they've like shot other movies at Warner Brothers. So like if you're noticing some familiar sets, it's probably because they've been used like a million times. And um, it's. You've also got like Robbie the Robot, who I referenced. I think like a power, during Power Rangers. I think yeah, he's yeah. he's in this. Yeah, like you actual, did. The actual I, I pointed it out when he came on screen. Um, I was like, hey, we were just talking about that guy. <laughs> we were just talking about you. So yeah, like it, it really is a movie about people who love movies, and also like the the whole like James Bond gag. I think is hilarious. Like especially with like the flip up projector, and like when he first starts like addressing his son, and then it almost looks like it was shot on like. I don't know, like a shitty like cell phone. Um, it's great. It's all good. Um, yeah, I, I I think there are a lot of lines that are really great. Um, I feel like that Acme vice president's board is just like some really good shit. Um, that opening line where he's like, we can't have nine-year-olds working in sweatshops when five-year-olds work for so much less money. <laughs> and then this that guy is, is so good. like it, it it's it's a dumb line but it's it's really funny also the fact that animated shaggy is busting matthew lillard's <laughs> balls for doing a bad job in a movie that would have like just come out pretty recently yeah like this would, would have been really funny do too yeah that's such a like it's so weird that the movie has the willingness mm. to do that toward its own related stuff right like it seems like such a weird choice but there's so many great lines also to the point about porky pig and speedy gonzalez i also got a kick out of the fact that um kate describes bugs buddy and drag is disturbing and it's like that line did not age very well a lot of it didn't age well like baby and also they make a joke about pronouns which felt like weirdly relevant now as well i was like what the fuck you guys y'all were fucking onto something but not not in the way that you thought you were (laughs) yeah that whole bit with mary kind of weird probably hasn't aged too well with Mm. like steve martin forcing himself on one of his employees kissing later Uh, yeah real weird I, I remember like the bad girl like dance like desert burlesque sequence so clearly. Yeah, des- dusty tales. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, can I make a quick argument? Can I can I air some grievances? Fire away. Um, why? <laughs> First of all, the music of the show did not seem to match the aesthetic of the show. For one, mm-hmm. two. Why are the backup dancers in fucked up Nightmare Yosemite <laughs> Sam costumes? <laughs> Those are horrifying. Those oh, are deeply dude. horrifying. Imagine if they made the whole movie no animation and just the Looney Tunes were in oh. costumes played by little people or children. That's deeply upsetting. Gosh. That's why the movie bombed. 
because <laughs> they didn't do that. That's right. Yeah, the, the um, iron was hot. That's the, funny. I don't, yeah, the costumes didn't bug me that much. It felt like it kind of fit the theme. I mean, if you want to dig into character, we can talk about how Yosemite Sam is a bit of an egomaniac and loves seeing himself, as emphasized by him kissing his own rug. He probably demanded that they were all dressed like him. Yeah, dude, let me look at you. True. And this is a movie that deeply cares about its characters. Yeah, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, if you think about it, it's it's the profound journey of a man learning to live from outside the shadow of his father. And also an animated duck wants to get paid better. Uh, you know, you guys mentioned it in the last episode, but I think this one is, uh, this is probably a solid allegory of the cave episode. <laughs> oh yeah the cave flick oh yeah because if you think about it if you can only see the shadow on the wall you don't realize that that's a joke about walmart all you see is an ad for walmart no if that's, shadow where, on the walmart. that's where the walmart audio <laughs> that's where the walmart money is cashing in that's where walmart's writing the check walmart wants you to think about walmart if but you see the shadow doesn't want you to think about walmart it wants you to think about thinking about walmart <laughs> Are you following me? <laughs> if you see the shadow on the wall of the cave, you know that Daffy Duck is underpaid because he only has one bill. <laughs> Damn! That was good. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm going to copy and paste what Mitch said. Uh, and I'm not going to yeah. edit it at all, but if you see no. the shadow... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. Just Corey in the edit, make that mine. <laughs> okay, I'll stitch it together from other things that you've said today. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think Walmart knows they were in this movie? Oh, I think that's a real spot. You think it's a real Walmart? I think that was the that was a real um, product placement. I think that was that was just the way they went about it. Oh no, I, yeah. I was yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No yeah. way, oh. it was guerrilla filmmaking. They just like got on there and they didn't know. Does there an animated move. Looney Tunes gorilla? Uh, <laughs> probably. There's yeah. one in Hanna oh. Barbera. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thinking of great stones? I'm thinking of uh, that ape that like uh, um, had Flint had had Fred Flintstone like as a child, right? What? Oh, there's a yeah, there's a Looney Tunes gorilla. He's called Gorilla My Dreams, or that's the gruesome gorilla. Gorilla My Dreams. It's that's from that's the episode I think, but it's called Gruesome Gorilla. Is he a murderer with a name like that? Uh. No, no. It's it got to like be he, a deep cut. He thinks that Bugs Bunny is a baby, and he's oh, cradling him. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that was Fred Flintstone. We just yeah, that's what I'm thinking brain of. Blast. <laughs> yeah, if, if I just start describing images from old Looney Tunes, you guys will all just start unlocking these memories. Oh, that was a classic. <laughs> the rest of this episode is just us going, "Oh, <laughs> oh um, yeah, I was there." Oh, also another thing I'd like to give a shout out to this movie for is that uh, it really nails the aesthetic of being a movie that came out in 2003 mm-hmm. in that it really fits in that like spy kids kind of oh, yeah. mold that um like there's those guys at Area 52 and like big fucked up call for outfits with like big spear sticks and it's like th- those are basically just the fucking thumb guys and everything's very colorful and like yeah. looks sort of cheap in a charming way like <laughs> same with the jungle sequence uh especially yeah. like when they're riding the oh, elephant yeah. yeah they that looked like a very cheap michael jordan to me 
No, that was that was that was big money, Michael Jordan. I don't know what you mean. Big money, Michael Jordan. For <laughs> half the budget went was for that one line. That was forty million dollars to get archived footage. <laughs> that, that they that they owned. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I will I will also co-sign though that I do not think Steve Martin is the man in this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to hear what uh, what you guys think, Mitch. What do you think of Stevie? I think he's pretty Stevie. good in this one. Uh, I think he's got some like some genuinely um, like good lines. I think his design, like the character design, is quite good. I like I like the suit that's three sizes too small. Um, it's not three like sizes how- too small. It's the stylistic choice of him in cropped pants because he's trendy and cool, and he's also well, wearing sneakers. But it, it kind of looks as though it's just like too small in the shoulders. But it's a two thousands box suit, so like it kind of flares out because they were wider then. Yeah, um, we all know that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I think Steve Martin's pretty good in this. I, I have uh, no real notes other than his character is like a bit of a creep, but he's yeah, he's funny enough. What do you reckon, Chaz? Uh, well, I, I kind of want to copy and paste what Mitch said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I like uh, I like the choices he made. Um, and Corey, you said this earlier, and I, I think I just on the opposite end of you. But you said uh, he swung he swung for the fences, and what he was swinging it hit with me. Um, okay. I appreciated I appreciated what he was doing in his uh, zany antics. Um, the characterization took me off when I first saw it, but it it was fun by the end. And I'm only comfortable with him being a creep because he is the villain and is a representation of corporate America. Fair. So, so I mean yeah. that's yeah. Um, so I think it's it's functional. It has he has some fantastic lines um, and fantastic little bits when he interacts with Yosemite Sam and Wiley Coyote. Can uh, I read the Wiley Coyote bit? Oh please! <laughs> My God, man, what am I going to do with you? You've done nothing but screw up. You've walked off of mesas, been smashed by boulders, and run over by diesel trucks. And don't blame the equipment. The equipment is good. It's Acme equipment. You're a coyote. Be Wiley. It's a pretty good bit. That yeah, is great really, that seems hilarious. That's I can't. I love again the picture of a cartoon wolf getting dressed down in a boardroom. It's so sad. Also, the short form for zany antics is Xanax. <laughs> hey, I. Mm. <laughs> you bet. Um, I, I love comedy. I love telling jokes. I I like the Steve Martin. Um, I like well. I like the character that Steve Martin plays. I like the writing for it. I wouldn't change any of that. It's just like I. Th- it's just like a, a feeling thing for me. He's kind of like Jim Carrey in The Grinch, where he's oh. he's going for it hard. And I do think some of his lines are funny and hit the same way that some lines work in Jim Carrey's The Grinch. But it's just for me, like the abrasiveness and sort of eeriness of it all uh misses for me more than it hits and so it ends up being more unsettling than it is endearing um uh which i don't think they were quite going for like i i like that they make him creepy because he's the villain i'm with you there Chaz. but like just in terms of uh he should to me i wish he was like 
entertainingly creepy when he's on screen but uh, he's just like creepy creepy and i just like want to get him get him off and that's not because of the morality of the character it's just in like the the whole physicality and like the way steve martin looks and stuff it just kind of skeeves me out Mm -hmm. that's that's fair and like i'm not a jim carrey dude but for some reason steve does it for me here yeah like you like uh, like the classics I like that dirty, rotten scoundrel. Oh, good. I'm just here to say nice joke or good poll anytime someone says something. <laughs> Very positive. Normally, I don't get that. I just get nothing but abuse from these That's two. That's not true. My big goal was to come on here and actively not bully Mitch um, as the first guest to do so. <laughs> when you said, um, yeah. I thought you were about to say, and I'm breaking my own rule. <laughs> oh, my I, just, I want to break my own rule to say, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> man, I had fun watching this movie. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, I think that's the big takeaway too. Yeah, it's I it's t- I don't have a lot to say. That's not just like I want to read the things that made me laugh. But like, and I think that's largely just because, as we've talked about, like, is the quality level like astronomically high? Not not no. not necessarily. Um, are all of the performances from the humans like amazing? Yeah, Brendan Fraser's great all the Brendan, way through. I like Brendan. He Brendan's didn't make good. me laugh, but he's like what? playing Brendan Fraser. He didn't make you laugh. No, I thought that like the last bit's good where Brendan Fraser confronts Brendan Fraser. Um, but otherwise, I think he's just kind of doing your standard like straight man performance uh, in the sense that like we, he doesn't really they don't have talking about his sexuality at all. I mean that in like like the <laughs> sense of like I don't know, like in, in the sense that like he's. Uh, dramatically plain so that the other characters are like a f- he works as a foil for the zany antics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm actually with you mitch i i really love brendan uh fraser um i like he's uh just one of those actors that i like spending time with i like his presence and his charisma but i think what is really special about brendan fraser is in, in like basically all of his movies is that he can just be like very naive and likable and impressionable and then all this other wild stuff happens around him and he uh is just very like uh um he kind of just responds to it but in a very in a very uh understated way Mm -hmm. and so i can't really think of any jokes that he has in this movie where that make me laugh or like make me like him but i just like him the entire way through just because of the presence that that actor has and uh and i don't think the writing does a whole lot for him it just banks on him being a likable dude and and he is and i've seen movies where brendan fraser has more jokes and he can totally do it but i think in this movie he is kind of just there to to let the the tunes be loony around him and these are some Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Back in Back action. Back at it again. Back at it again at the Looney Tunes. I can't believe it took us like 90 minutes to yeah. get to saying Back at it again at the Looney Tunes. We gotta do the mummy movies on this show. Oh yeah, my god. That would They're be fun. So, the first two are so fantastic. They're classic. That would be great. I, I just showed them to my girlfriend not long ago. They're fucking brilliant. Let me make sure there's a camera out here. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I the love first it. one's a remake. Wait, it's a remake? The oh, first yeah. The like, a remake, and the second one's a sequel. So The original is like what? a universal horror from the 30s. Wait, yeah. the re- that it's a remake of that? 
Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a different movie about a mummy. Yeah. It's it's like very, very different. Um, yeah. But to my, to my knowledge, yeah. I don't know if there's like different source material that that is based off of, but yeah. Oh, I mean, only one of them has uh, rocked the Dwayne Johnson, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Squ- Mummy Returns and then the Scorpion King movie. <laughs> what can't that guy do? He can't turn into a rock for real. If he did, he would not be alive. That's the I movie can- we're all waiting for. Dwayne <laughs> the rock. I think if this movie had been made 20 years later, it, it would have the rock in that main role. I also think that would, that would I also think that would make the movie worse. Yeah. I'm a little rocked out. In much I the same too. way that I'm very Ryan Reynolds out, I'm very the rocked out. Yeah. I've had enough of like he was at the Super Bowl. Was he? I'm pretty sure. Did he say like I, let's get ready to bowl? I don't know what he said. He had like some sort of speech to like fire everybody up. I'm pretty sure. Did he, he just do his verse from that fucking song? Oh yeah, was it about drive? Was, was, was it, it about, about power? power? <laughs> we stay hungry, we devour. I don't know. I don't put in the work, put in the hours, and, and take what's ours. Thank because you. he rhymed hours with hours, and that makes him a lyrical genius. <laughs> Liam, you hear about this? No. Are you lost as well, Mitch? I'm lost. I'm so lost. You guys didn't hear about this? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a good bit. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Victory, Victory Lane. Lane. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> there you go, Chaz. The full treatment. I, I got some beer buddies. I got some Victory Lane. That's all I the f- bits. I forgot I, I had that still. anything. Uh, we got a general. <laughs> we, could, we could go to the general. Just uh, in time well, for the week that was supposed to be my pick. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We yeah, make hopefully special, we get something nice for uh, for that. We make special special exceptions for Chaz. Are, yeah, before we I, do I that, like are we, we are, we, are we Looney Tunes? Are we are we sufficient? Have we sufficiently tuned? I feel tuned. I, I feel everything perfectly tuned. So, Liam, I'm going to ask you a question I haven't had to ask you in a while. Yeah, yeah, the rash cleared up. I'm good. Okay, cool. And I've got a quick follow-up. <laughs> yeah, the follow-up rash also cleared up. Yeah, okay. And then a third question. <laughs> they always come in twos. Yeah, the the famous... Uh, it's like the terrible twos, but it's not... It's about rashes. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't very... Okay. Uh, so, I, for, I have to ask you something, but I forget how to do it. It's been too long. Just copy and paste, bro. I'm going to copy and paste what Mitch said earlier. Uh, but <laughs> how many movies do we have in the William Castle film, Jinro? Could you blow the dust off that bad boy? Yeah, let me check. I'll tell you. It'll be more than last time because though the Jinro is on a hiatus, I have not gone on a hiatus from updating it. So, Really quick, just behind the scenes joke. I might cut this out. I just went to go Google random number generator and what I Googled was William Castle Genero and I feel like the stupidest idiot. <laughs> That's can, we, can we buy that domain? Has it been taken yet? Maybe Almost we can certainly do it. we can buy that. Yeah, no. I don't think it knows what Genero is. I'm just looking it up myself. The estate of William Castle might have a bone to pick. What have we called it? Billiam Castle? Billiam Castle with a K. Bill Castle. Bill Castle. Kill, Killiam Wassel. 
we should um purchase the domain williamcastlefilmgenero.com and i'll update um basically every sequel remake requel reboot prequel i can think of into this database and then you hit randomize and just spits one of them out at you and it's like the tmao sponsored film random randomizer that sounds pretty good i would use that yeah Honestly, after one of your film generals, I cataloged every DVD I had and built my own for whenever I wanted to watch movies. Oh, that's so awesome. That's, you're an inspiration. That. I was inspired. So that's that works fun. out. It is fun. Full circle. Wow. Like I I often like, you know, I have a relationship with the general. I'll just put it like that. But uh, <laughs> that's beautiful, you know? Wow. I'm feeling like Chaz will give us some good luck here. So, Corey, we've got 337 items on this bad boy. That's a good number. That's so, gone up a lot. So, so Chaz, I have a question. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of questions tonight. Yeah. Um, do you remember the what I cleared would, up. Okay. And, and what, I had a <laughs> yeah, quick sorry for giving question. that to you, by the way, buddy. He did a little Control-C, Control-V there. I, I had a quick follow-up question, Chaz. Oh uh, yeah, the back in action rash also. Okay, 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 cool. And then I have a third question. Um, yeah, go for it. Do, do you remember what I would say before spinning the genera? Oh, I don't. It's okay. been so long. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you, but then I want you to do the countdown, and then I'll spin it when you count down. Gotcha. So it's it's big money, no skeletons. Three, two, one, spin. Gotcha. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to Victory, Victory Lane. Lane. You, you made, made it. it. So what we're going to do is on Chaz's cue, I'm going to f- discover our fate. Alrighty. Big <laughs> money, no skeletons. Three, two, one. Let it rip. 76. We're getting even older. Oh, no. This is you fucking might cursed. Yeah. Old might be good, oh. man. I mean, when I first started. Um, <laughs> this is the bodyguard, too. This is these are like this is the cream of the crop. Eventually, I was scraping the barrel, and I'm putting stuff like, let me go like like three twelve is finding Jesus too. Like, what the hell was I thinking? But I'd be done. (laughs) We're good to go. All right, so seventy six. You say, Corey? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, we just missed seventy five. Which is Street Fighter Chumley? The legend guy from Pawn Stars. Chumley from Pawn Stars. Yeah, he's uh, he's (laughs) big into Street Fighter. Um, And 77 was Be Cool. What the fuck is that? It's like the sequel. I think I fucking know that movie. Holy shit, I'm looking it up. That that sounds I really... I, I bet you well, do, Mitch. Mitch, we're not watching it, so you don't need to do that. Holy Dwayne shit. The Rock Johnson is in it, apparently. I know Be Cool. Okay, so All what right. are we watching? Okay. Whoa, Vince Vaughn's fit on the poster of Be Cool is insane. Pull it up. Dude, he looks like a fucking psycho. <laughs> uh, so, Liam, what are we watching? I'm dying. I'm dying. Damn, I'm yeah, dying. Vince Vaughn looking cold as hell. I'm dying. All right. We I'm are dying. watching uh, a movie that fan of the podcast, Kyle, is going to be very excited about. Um, it is See, we sequel. do this show for the fans. 
It is the sequel to the Matthew Lillard starring film SLC Punk, and the movie is Punk's Dead. SLC Punk 2. What? 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 (sighs) I have no idea. I have no idea what any of you just, any of what you just said means. I seriously have no idea what you just said. Is it the Matthew Lillard movie where he has like the big mohawk? Yeah. Haven't what seen is it, that? Seen of... It's what you're watching next week. Wait, That's the right. original came out in 1998, and this came out in 2016. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, it, it took Punk like 18 years to die. That's true. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Machine Gun Kelly is in it. Not a slow death. <laughs> oh dear! It's got Devin Sawa and Machine Gun Kelly. <sighs> I feel like this is worse than bullying Mitch, and I want to apologize. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's okay. Chess, you didn't do this. Kyle did this. So we're going to watch Punk's Dead, I guess. Wait, it was released straight to iTunes? Whoa. This is so fucking cursed. This is so fucking cursed. This I is think I so a, cursed. I have this a gift so card cursed. lying around if I need to buy this one. <laughs> Straight up, I'm on the Wikipedia page. It is a sequel to the 1998 film SLC Punk and was released on iTunes February 11th, 2016. No. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, man. This is going to be fucking crazy. Kyle, this one's for you, bud. Thanks, I'm Kyle. I'm stoked about this. I don't know what you guys are on about. This is going to be awesome. I, like, it's punk, not just random. It like, it's, what is it? It's just about a punk in the 80s. I thought it was about the birth of pop punk. That would, that be, would nice. be a sick movie. Which we they must like, protect maybe at all costs. Dead will be about. Mitch, are you punk, a big pop punk guy? We must protect pop punk at all costs. Chaz, are you a big pop punk guy? I think so. What falls under that category? Whatever you I'm, want. I'm kind of a big pop. I'm kind of a big music, any any kind of guy. Pop, pop. Right. Blink-182. Yeah, I'm a big pop punk guy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's all I took. Yeah. They're not not pop punk. Yeah. Right? Uh, punk's dead, though. Um, next. I can't believe it went straight to fucking iTunes. This is crazy. <laughs> and, and this movie has killed it. Uh, this is going to be interesting. No, I mean, they mentioned Ronald Reagan in the description for SLC Punk. We should just be watching that. No, no. Um, you can watch uh, it on your own time. But, you can uh, double feature it, man. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm anyway, gonna... let's, get, let's wrap this bad boy up. Chaz... Thank you so much for coming on. This was a weird, fun, messed up kind of <laughs> kind of time, and I I loved it. So thank it's you. It's been a delight. Um, I'm sorry that you won't have anything to listen to next week because you were here the whole time. But I'm sure we will make it up to you in the Punk's I'll, Dead episode. I'll, I'll probably I'll just I'll put it on in the background. I'll still stream it. I'll, I'm a big supporter. You have, to, you have to make your girlfriend listen to it. Yeah, she's going to want to. She's not going to be happy about what she hears. Oh, she wanted me to mention something. <laughs> okay. Um, she, she watched the movie with me last night. I think she just wanted me to say that what her favorite line was. Please. In Looney Tunes Back in Action. It's when they're in the uh, Salvador Dali painting, the clock, uh, Milton Clocks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Daffy just goes, oh, this is surreal. <laughs> and that's it. That was the line that made her laugh. And she paused the movie and said, this is my favorite line.
<laughs> that's powerful, man. That's awesome. I love that. It's always from Daffy Duck. He's coming in hot with the with the he's, line. He's good. Mm-hmm. They're all good. That's surreal. So, <laughs> so, um, Chaz, do you have anything you would like to tell the people about or plug or shout out or do you have any grievances you need to air? Did we say anything tonight that offended you or made you upset or anything? Well, honestly, it's, it, you guys keep talking about, uh, I, I keep having to change my stutter back and forth and this PC culture is kind of getting out of control. Um, <laughs> no, no, none of that. No grievances to air. PC uh, culture stands for podcast Corey. Podcast Corey culture. Podcast yeah, Corey is... is getting out of control. I thought it stood for President's Choice. <laughs> President's Choice culture is also out of control. If we're being real. <laughs> Damn good. Shit, um, I got a couple things I got to plug, and then I'll slap my table a few times and probably walk away. Uh, let me see. Is that some kind of a crack? No, no, no. I would never, <laughs> never in a million years would I. <laughs> Sorry, that joke's old. Um, uh, that was good shit. Yeah, I'll plug a couple things. Uh, you can find me on almost all social medias, but please only follow me on like two of them. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, where I'm a niche internet micro celebrity under the name. Chaz J Talk, C H A Z J T O K. Uh, I make funny videos and I'm getting a following for no good reason. Um, you can also follow my acting Instagram, chazcable.actor on Instagram. That is, uh, I haven't posted on it over a year, but I should probably have a following at some point. Yeah. And if you really want to, you can dig on, dig deep into uh, Spotify for a podcast that I started and abandoned three years ago called uh, Dreams Come True, where I uh, took people's submitted dreams and turned them into short stories. Hold really on, that's, that's such a good idea. It is. I abandoned it when I got busy doing a play, and I want to pick it back up so bad. Uh, I, I found think it. Either, yeah, I'm going to listen to this. They're fun. Uh, they get better with time uh, and once I got equipment. Um, but yeah, it's only I think it's only six or seven episodes. Real delight. I get no money or anything if you listen to it, but if you do, that's fun. That's um, such a oh. good idea. Wow. I've got one more thing, and I can't... One second. <laughs> Buy gold. Help Chaz. Buy gold. <laughs> I'll see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Buy gold, please. <laughs> that was really good uh mitch do you have anything you want to plug at all <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> oh that's way better damn it no you were great you were great <sighs> um liam kind of sounded like steve martin over there me no mitch oh or or oh, jazz it's kind of hard to tell they're both doing their thing i think is this mitch's village villain origin story he's always been a bit of a villain if you ask me first you make me do the general you bring it back <laughs> from the dead 
and then you take my bit. <laughs> I just copied and pasted it, man. I can't what kind of what... a man are you? <laughs> wait, 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 Mitch, remember the good times. Don't you remember Chaz, baby? Don't you remember? We right almost now, had breakfast together, Mitch. Right now, if I had a big plate of pancakes in front of me, a couple of a couple of sausages, bacon, and eggs, I wouldn't give you any. You can't say this the day after Shrove Tuesday. It's too mean. These are God's pancakes, and you're threatening to throw them at Chaz. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> then in spite the Lord. Are you kidding me? You're gonna spite the Lord. Nah, nah. I'm too scared <laughs> of that. <laughs> Uh, the the awe inspiring power of God terrifies me. I could not possibly. Sometimes I just get frightened when I think about the wrath of God. <laughs> Liam, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, my film writing alter ego is on Twitter and Letterbox. My username is Graham the Mallow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at Mr. Corey Price. You can find me fearing the wrath of God at all times. And you can find me on the other podcast I do, MK Podcast, with our friend Neil, who has not seen I Love You, Beth Cooper. And uh, we're talking about Mortal Kombat Conquest over there right now, doing some commentaries, mkpodquest.com. Thank you all once again, and especially Chaz, for listening to this episode of They Made Another One, especially because he heard it, because uh, he made it. Um, you can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and what you think Mitch's villain origin story is. <laughs> Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And with all that out of the way, we'll catch you here next time for whatever Punk's Dead is on They Made Another One. 